Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is December 16, uh, 6th, 2021. The time is about 3.30. Ready and Newman PC does conduct Zoom conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. You'll be announced with your name. If you're a newcomer, please show your face and let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer and you'll be promoted. Tejas? Uh, hi, Rahul. So uh, my my question is um, so I recently changed my job so um, my H1B transfer is complete so uh, I recently got approved for it and uh, I haven't received my I seven nine seven and at the same time if I want to travel to India right uh, I don't have any uh, I'm not getting any council um, any date for the Dropbox uh, to drop my passport with the I seven nine seven A so in this mm-hmm. case to travel and re-enter uh my uh, when, first let's let's get to the first point when is your passport current visa expiring so the current visa expires on september 2022 september 2022 is your current visa expires exactly yes but you don't have the 797 you should be getting shortly 797s right so is there uh, a reason so they are saying it might take about two to three weeks to get the I seven nine seven A. Yeah. So if you have the if you have this I seven nine seven A though, okay, mm-hmm. and you have this passport stamping with the old company, yes. For you to go to India and come back from India to here, you mm-hmm. do not need any visa. You don't need to worry about Dropbox. You don't need to worry about anything. I see. I see. So in other words, you're saying I need to have the I-797 to travel basically. Yes. And once you have the I-797, make sure that when you come back, you just don't show them the passport visa and come back. Explain them. Look, I am not working for this company. You explain them and show them the 797. Okay. Okay. All right. Because uh, there's also another difficulty in getting the counselor dates. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of it. So, um, Why, so- there is you don't need to go to consulate for any reason right now at least until December until September of 2022. I see. Okay, perfect. All right, that answered my question, uh, Rahul. Thanks again. Okay, sounds good then. Next person, please. Hi, Rahul. Yes, sir. Hi, Shrikant. Sir, uh, yes, can I speak in Telugu? Yeah, Just go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay. Typical situation, sir. Nadi, July 2014 data. Same employer, more than 10 years. I got my EAD and 140 approved. Okay. employer, 32 projects, consulting projects. So, one of them is offering the full time. 
So if I choose to go on EAD now mm-hmm. with the second employer, what four eighty five J chest? So newer employer will do four eighty five J. So my green card process will shift to the new employer, right? Obviously, yes. Yeah. The uh, so at any point later, can I come back to this old employer? So still continue with the old employer in a uh, different project. So technically, EAD. So so if 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 you have the current employer. you're continuing working for the current employer uh-huh. okay there uh-huh. is no need for you to file a 485j supplement but only if you leave the current employment that you you need the you need that but the problem is second employer's uh, attorney is pragoman and they'll go by the rule books and they'll do a 485j that i cannot stop that's the problem that's fine that's fine you move to ead and you can continue working for both employers okay when i come back Uh, can I all? You don't. Come, you come don't have. To, you don't have to come back. You can continue working for both employers. No. Uh, when my only downside to the whole story is whenever now EB two is moving forward, right? If I don't want to get stuck with EB three, if I if at all can I go back to EB two line with this old employer? That's my question. You can do interfiling. Yeah. But you cannot refile it. Okay, I can do interfiling only as long as I continue with my old employer. Yes, that's right. If I choose to stop at any point, I'm done. That's right. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Sajit. Yeah. Hi, uh, Rahul. Thanks for giving this opportunity. Uh, well, I applied for uh, downgrade. My I one forty is not approved, uh, uh, but. Uh, Ah, uh, you know, so uh, in EB two, it's current right now. So, uh, but my attorney is allowing uh, only for interfiling. So I have an uh, a teenage kid. So, if we interfile, will that lock his age? If you interfile, and the final action date is current. Yes, sir. Yeah, it it locks the age. Okay. So uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> sorry, 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 sir. If you interfile, though, it will be up to the so it's current in EB two, but final action date is current in EB two, but not current in EB three, is right? Yes, but my I one forty is approved in EB two, but downgrade it's not yet approved. So ah, so interfiling is optional, though it's not compulsory that they have to honor it. So okay. you will be risking yourself with your child. Sometimes they honor it. Sometimes they don't honor it. Okay. And also, I have gotten a second notice for my fingerprints for I four eighty five this time. You know, so mm-hmm. but I didn't. Uh, I didn't get that for my son. So is that something? It's to sometimes be what happens is that show your fingerprints. Yeah, they're a little bit more softer. <laughs> um. So what happens is that the fingerprints might have messed up. They might have called you again. Oh, okay, so both for me and my wife, but my son did not get it. You know, so that, that's what. That's I fine. Say. That's okay. you should not be worried about it. Oh, okay. You're fine. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Chinmay. Hi. Uh, thanks, Rahul, for giving me an opportunity. So, uh, <clears throat> I have like couple of questions uh, regarding my status and my wife's status. so mm-hmm. I, i am on h1b and uh, this is my second uh, tenure of uh, h1b with my current company 
and uh, i recently got married in india so my wife is still waiting for her h4 appointment so mm-hmm. uh, so i have couple of questions uh, uh, the first is uh, like i have got a new job offer um, so i haven't initiated h1 transfer or anything without getting some clear idea on it so i want to know like uh, uh, in uh, there there would be two cases like one if uh, my wife gets an uh, h4 appointment uh, be, uh, while i'm employed with my current employer and later uh, i i switch the job and another one would be i switch the job and then she gets the appointment so w- what are the scenarios in these because her current ds1 there's no absolutely there's no problem if you switch the job and then she gets an appointment that's not a problem at all we know that is right uh-huh the so, problem so the- is if you are in the process of switching and she already made an appointment though that becomes a problem okay so if uh, you're working with company a you, she goes for h4 she gets a h4 approval even if you move to company b she can still come and enter the united states it's not a problem you got that okay this this case is clear all right okay wait wait the second case scenario is that if you are you are moving from company a to company b and you haven't got the approval of the company b though yet then your wife should not go for visa stamping okay so in those the reason months- is that you, the reason is that you are neither working for company a nor you got the company b h1b approval okay okay but if she gets the h1b stamping h4 stamping and then you move to a different company it's never a problem for her to come to united states okay get it so i should avoid uh, getting an appointment in those 10 like my company b would be filing my uh, h1 uh, transfer in premium so uh, those well, well, you avoid- can you can you 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 don't have to avoid her going to the visa stamping but you should avoid joining that company oh okay okay i should avoid joining that company maybe yeah, i should even if they file the transfer of the h1b application though you don't join you're good because when your wife is telling that my husband is working for company a she's making a true statement ah okay so i can have the h1b transferred and mm-hmm. i can still continue working for my company a although my mm-hmm. h1b is transferred to company b and i mm-hmm. i should let my wife come here on h4 and then uh, switch you don't have to wait for your wife to come in as long as she gets the stamping immediately you can move okay as long as she uh, gets the stamping i can immediately move okay and what happens if i move first and then she gets the appointment because her ds160 it would be my older company right the question is if you already got the approval with company b that's fine uh-huh. but if it's in the process it's not fine okay and so, in and and also in this case also if you if you got if you move to company b though and you give the company a it always confuses them it can be cleared but i will try to avoid that okay uh, can can you repeat this statement please if if you are working if she goes appointment with company a and you are not working with company a it's not a good thing for her okay so in that case she will have to uh, uh, have one more ds160 and get the appointment on that that is a better that is a better way of dealing it that is the better way of dealing or okay. you delay moving to the company b until she gets the stamping 
until she gets the stamping. Yeah, that that's the best thing that uh, we can do. Yeah. Next person, please. Gaurav. Hey, uh, hey, hi, Rahul. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, quick question. This is uh, regarding <clears throat> H4 AD auto extension rule. So, the scenario here is like I have. I have gotten my H1B approved recently in November and I filed H4 and uh, H4 EAD concurrently in July, 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, H4 and H4 EAD both are in process. Um, and now I have received my H1B and we both, me and my spouse have valid visa, stamped visa till uh, January end 2022. So what I'm planning is I'm trying to, you know, expedite, I mean, I'm trying to extend her H4 EAD, H4 I-94. Uh, by visiting a third country, not going to my home country because I have a valid stamp visa. Now at the port of entry, I do I agree that it is again, discretion, I know uh, I'll be on the mercy of CBP officer. And in that case, like in my change of employer is also not yet started, but the talks are going on. So I have, you know, not responded to them because I don't want to, uh, you know, mess up the situation. So uh, recently this weekend, I'm planning to a uh, trip to Mexico. In, wait, in wait. That, when you're mm -hmm. coming back. Mm -hmm. So this until January of 2022, you have H1B approval with company A. Yes. Yes. And now you have H1B approval with company B. No, and I have not initiated that process. They have not initiated that process. Still, I'm with current employer. Did and you get an extension with your current employer? Yes, I have already gotten the extension. It is valid and through December 24th. So, okay, so you're working with company A. And yes. you're going, so don't initiate any process with company B yet, okay? Yes, yes. Go try your luck and come back in Mexico. Yeah. See if it works out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, that's afterwards what you can move, then afterwards, you can move out to company B. Okay, yeah. So that's what my question here is. So let's say at the port of entry, CPP officers say, no, we cannot, you know, extend her H4, I-94 mm -hmm. since it is in process. And mm -hmm. they'll say, okay, we're going to give her H4, I-94 till what, Until whatever. January of 2022. Yes. Yeah. So in that case, do I need to again? So is, it is in the situation is still I'm with employer A. I have not, I have not asked mm -hmm. employer B to initiate my visa. Got it. Got so, it. so after coming back, do my employer A need to again file H4 and I need to file H4 EAD because her I-94 is again, uh, you know, is renewed, no, right? No, 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 she's fine. She is fine. She's okay. Fine. And, and second, there case is, is a that... difference between change of status and extension of status. Okay. If she has applied for a change of status, she is considered to have abandoned it. Okay. But you told me very clearly that it was not a change of status. She's already in H4 and she applied yes. for the extension. So yes. she's fine. She doesn't have to file it again. Okay. So one last thing in continuation of that, let's say after coming back and the situation remains same, CBP officers, you know, denies that we are not going to extend her H4, I-94 and still, and they give us the validity till uh, January 24. And then after that, I start the process with my new employer of initiating my H1B on premium basis. So do I need to ask them to file her H4 again or she will be good since my, sorry? No, I would, I would recommend that you file H4 again. The okay. reason is that company A might withdraw the H-1B. Sometimes they will deny the H-4 okay. because the H-1A's underlying H-1B has been withdrawn. Oh, okay. So only if they withdraw, I will be in problem, right? Doesn't matter either way. Do it, file it again. Okay. Next person, please. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Because you don't want to count on that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Shri Devi. Yeah. 
hi uh thank you for the opportunity uh, give me one second take him sorry for that no problem yeah uh, uh so i have a question regarding uh l2 visa and then uh, ead with the new process so mm -hmm. uh, my husband got his l1 uh, i129 uh, stamped until 2024 so uh, we are planning to go to canada border which is closer to us and get our i94 i know uh, updated until then uh, 2024 if i go now like you know this weekend or so uh, once i come back um, you know uh, after the entry and everything uh, do i need to apply for i17 um, you know i765 no you are automatically l2 is automatically ead now okay so uh, previously there was a talk about a new i94s being uh, issued and only uh, once the new i94s are issued we have to uh i mean we will be eligible for automatic work permit until then we have to have at least but you are when you go to mexico when you go to canada and come back you are getting a new i94 valid i94 okay so new i94s are already in uh, in uh, issued then which which specifies that i am allowed to work without a work permit yes the uscis has given the directions right now Oh, cool. So, uh, if I go and get my I ninety four updated until twenty twenty four, so I mm -hmm. need not. Uh, I mean, do I need to, you know, uh, have my L two renewed as well, like two uh, through I five thirty nine? No, no. You already got no. the renewal by I ninety four. Okay, okay. So, whenever I go out of the country, uh, then uh, you know, after my visa expires, current visa expires, I need to. Um, sorry. How are you coming back based on your husband's? L2, yes, how, how so you, uh, you know, both are visa, are both back? are uh, my current L two is valid until March twenty twenty two. So uh, you know, four more months. So when you come back, how, when is your husband say L one expiring now? Uh, his his L one got uh, extended until twenty twenty four. So when you come back, you're going to use your husband's L one to come into an. yeah it's not it's it's not cbp is not guaranteed to extend your i94 though they may issue only until 2022 okay because i'm currently in us uh, and i have a work permit you know i94 until 2022 yeah but when you go outside the country when you come back they may not give they may or may not give you until the expiration date after uh, even if i use uh, my husband's i29 i129s that's right so there's you no guarantee you go, there's no guarantee if you go for stamping though it's it's not a guarantee that's but that's anyways there, yes. the time, yeah yeah okay. but if you go and just use it it's not a guarantee that they'll get an i94 until your husbands okay. it's a hit and miss all right yeah uh, so but uh, whatever scenario even if it, if they in case they extend it until 2024 like my i94 then you're still, good for then you're good for the eid ma'am you don't have to worry about anything else oh i need not apply it okay all right yeah. Thank you very much. Next, next person, please. But uh, it's a hit and miss. Uh, there is about thirty-five percent chance of success with that. Next person, please. Darshan. Hey, hi, Rahul. Uh, Darshan here. So, uh, currently getting visa date is a big problem. Uh, so, I have APEAD approved in my hand. I want to use that to come back to United States, which is fine. But uh, once I come back, I want to keep my H one B. 
approval also going meaning the the uh, the status to be it should be approval as well is there a way i can keep that uh, there are there are multiple ways of keeping that one thing is that you can always go to mexico and come back okay okay that's one way second thing is that the uscis says that you can still extend the h1b if you are working for the same company uh-huh okay that's another way of doing it now they didn't clearly stated that until you extend what your status is yes they didn't clearly stated that so 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 sometimes where we needed you to move to the eb2 like file another 485 or something like that what we are telling is that instead of taking a risk we are telling hey why don't you go to mexico and come back that's called automatic revalidation in the automatic revalidation if you have the i797a approval uh-huh. you can go to mexico or canada and you come back you get an i94 until the validity until the i797 expires now that's not available if you go to Mex- if you go to india so you go to india on on the advance parole you come back you have a margarita in mexico and come back you're good but i don't have stamp i don't have i know of- that i know yeah. that if you have a stamp you don't need to use the advance parole to go to india right so uh, do i need to make another no you do for- not need stamping only mexico and canada um uh, uh, gayatri who is it uh, today handling it's me rahul gayatri gayatri can you give him a link for the uh, automatic revalidation sure rahul. video and uh, video and the article sure sure Yeah, I want you to read that and look into this one. What we are speaking about, okay? How okay. you can enter into United States without a valid visa if you have the seven nine seven? Only if you go to Mexico and Canada, it's available for you. Got it. Okay, thank you. I'll read that up. Thank you. Sure. Maruf. Hi, uh, hi, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, Rahul. So I have a. question about automatic revalidation so the story is um i have a valid h1b until next year uh, 2023 january so if i go to canada and come back i shouldn't have any problem right as you just said right now the caveat is the caveat is if i apply say for example if i if if i have an uncompleted ds160 does that count as a visa application if you have what uncompleted ds160 so what i was thinking is that i want to apply i want to go to canada and apply for a visa there right and then i learned about automatic revalidation but what i learned is that if i apply for a visa then that automatic revalidation doesn't like you know it so becomes- so so is it in this particular trip that you're going for the visa or some other time somewhere in future you'll be going some other time some in the future that has nothing to do with this time okay in this trip when you go there you should not apply for the visa once you apply for the visa so what does out. apply for the visa mean if i complete a ds60 and submit does that no, apply no you go physically yourself and present yourself for the visa if you're going to apply somewhere 6 months 8 months down the line that doesn't count even in canada if i apply 10 months if i have a visa appointment because you know the, i'm getting the visa appointment in 2020 10 11 months 12 months later on you might be getting it you make an appointment that doesn't count as applying oh okay even if it's a completed ds6160 yeah mm-hmm. 
Okay, okay, makes sense. Because I paid the DS160, I, I did the research. I got it. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Thank you so very much, Rahul. Point. Hi, thanks for the chance. Um, hi, Rahul. I have a complicated question situation I'm in. It's related to my adjustment of status. Mm -hmm. And um, <coughs> I have been on EAD AP for the past, me and my husband have been on EAD AP for the past nine years, which have been renewed whenever required. Lately, we received an administrative closure on our I-1. I-485 and um, we are running out. as per them my case is our case is pretty complicated um, we received our we have two I-140s as per the adjustment of status one was for priority July two one was for 2007 the second priority date is November uh, July 2010 as per USCIS, the I-140, which priority date was 2007, did not get approved. I have that I-140 with me. The 2010 got approved. But for some reason, Fragment did apply for my adjustment of status in 2010. And as per them, that time, our date, 2000, our priority date was not current, but they did issue us an EAD AP which has been renewed for the past nine years. And now they give us a closure notice. So, so which year did you file the 485 application? Because 2010 was only current in 2011, mm -hmm. 2012. It was not current in 2010. Mm -hmm. So if you filed adjustment of status in 2010, then 2007 must have been approved. Exactly. But they say 2007 was initially denied. But if it was denied, our adjustment of status should have been denied as well. But we'll forget about what happened to the adjustment of speak about I-140. So I-140, as per our understanding, uh, 2007, I have a notice which says it was denied. But if it was denied, how did we get EADAP? That's just because somebody did a mistake. You cannot count on that mistake. Okay. So we if are, you are done the mistake, your lawyer have done the mistake, immigration has done the mistake, you are going to suffer. Okay. You so cannot rely on the USCIS mistake. Okay, so if what you are my... not eligible to file the 485, you should not have filed the 485. Absolutely, I agree. So what are my options now? Somebody's mistake, but as you said, we have to suffer. Now, this is a closure, uh, which does not say any statement which says I have to leave the country, which does not say anything. I wanted to understand what are my options. Yeah, that's definitely a big mistake, though. I would it's, want it's you a to a life-changing mistake. Yeah, one thing is that I want you to convert the 2010 into consular processing. Okay. Uh, that I want you to worse. do. Mm -hmm. My husband, who's the primary, he switched jobs. So his I-140 petitioner is changed. He dropped his H-1 one year ago. Yeah, you may want to have a consultation because absolutely, uh, I think so. You're out of luck on the 485 if the 485 has been filed in 2010 because 2010 it was not current. It was not only current, current in, in the last month of 2011 and up to about April of 2020, 2012, it was current. Yeah. So you filed it before and you're clearly saying that your I-140 was never up in 2007. To my understanding. Uh, the what do you mean you have... understand? First Why do I? That, first thing is, I want you to go F O I A USCIS, file, get the information, everything. What does I 140 say? 
So we have two I-140s and then we have a reappeal. 2007, 2007 I-140. 2007 and 2010 both. No, I'm not speaking only. It's 2007. What does that say? The 2007 says denied. Uh, then the 485 will be automatically denied. Yes. So now if the 2010 is also, he's not working for 2010. What about his... What about is what about the relationship with the 2007 company? Is he any relationship with the 2007 company? 2007 company was well, it's complicated. It was bought out by the second company, but we are connected with that company too, who filed for the AOS at that time. Those were five even if, yeah, they can still file the renew I140 again with the 2007 company. But would that matter because we he's not employed? No, four eight five. Well, it doesn't matter whether he's employed or not, but I, why would they file it? If Fragman is a lawyer, they're not going to file it, I know for sure. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, you, you may want to have a private consultation. Absolutely. So, and, and litigation is not an option for you because you have a very weak case. I would rather want to route you alternatively to have some other company file a fresh I-140 in labor okay. and then try to route you to the consular processing. Why okay. consular processing? To file a 485 you must be in a non-immigrant status and you guys are not right now. Okay. Does this closure lead to us leaving the country because it doesn't say anything? It has to, you have to leave because there is no other status for you because you guys are not in H1B and H4, neither you are in adjustment of status, so you will have to leave the country. Do we have a time limit? As soon as possible. You can get a H1B and try to come back. You, uh, and do, to get an H1B, we would have to leave the country? Do we have to go to home? Home country you or you have where? to go to home home country. Okay. Once uh, you're out, once you're out of status for one single day, the only yeah. country you can go is to home country, not to Mexico, not to Canada. Okay. Do I do I cons uh, do I have an option to reappeal? No, because the appeal should be on the I-140, not on the 485. So and there's no basis for this. No, it's the time is over. It was denied in 2000, before 2010. They should have appealed it at that time, not in 2021. And nobody can reappeal my 485 or 290 maybe? It's, there are some ways where we can fight the I-140, okay. but you have too much weaknesses in there. Because uh, recently the court judgment was that the I-140 can be fought by an individual too. But the problem is it was denied in 2010. Not right now. So what were you doing from 2010 to 2021? We don't have a valid AP, which No, I, you cannot rely. Not knowing law is not an excuse. Okay. Uh, so you cannot, you cannot rely on that. Okay. okay. Do you, you think I can with will, a personal consultation? Yeah, you can, you can go on RN Law Group, have a consultation. I will try to route you back to India and back here, though. That's the only thing I can route you to. And how long can it take? Because I have two dollars. We'll discuss. We'll dis we'll discuss that. Okay. I'll request Next for a person. personal yeah. consultation. Thank you. Yeah. Next person, please. Sarvan. Hey, thank you. Hey, Raghul Reddy. Um, the servant here. Uh, I have a question about my daughter's uh, age lock scenario. So. EB2, um, I-140 was approved long ago, four, five years back. What's the prior to date? What's the uh, prior date? March 2012. March 2012, okay. 
And uh, last year, November, I did a downgrade with I-140 with EB3, which got approved June last year, I think this year. You mean to say the I-140 got approved in June? June with EB3, basically I-140 and 485, both we filed. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a downgrade, but my EB2 is still, I-140 is still valid. So, uh-huh. and uh, last time in my, I think last June, when this EB3, I-140 got approved, my daughter EH got locked uh, mm-hmm. with 485. And now, mm-hmm. if I if I do the interfiling because it is it's now it's current in EB two, not in EB three anymore. But it's she's about twenty one right now. No, she is uh, sixteen and a half right now. Oh, she's still sixteen and a half right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And if I do interfiling because my EB two is current, not EB three, whether this is going to unlock or it's still going to continue with the same age lock uh, situation, I don't know. Uh, it's going to it's going to unlock, but it's going to lock again because its final action date is still current. Right. So when when I when I send the interfering request, as you know, there is no tracking. There is no confirmed status. I can get back right. To right. So, right. 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 Uh, see, if if they would give you the EB two, she's locked because she's still under twenty one, and the final action date is still current. Right. If they don't do, she's already locked anyway. But if they do it, interfiling uh, application six months later, just hypothetical case, if they consider after six months, by the time EB2 is backdated, retrogression happens, then... Yeah, you have a point there. You have a point there. Uh, You have a point there. You have a point there. Um, can Can you not refile the entire application? Yeah, my my office refused to do the another refiling. So I check asked with the, check with your company if you can go with outside lawyer. Oh, meaning outside of company? Yeah, they should allow the company should allow them. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, so we have official yeah, some, agency doing it fragment, but they said they won't do it. Yeah, if it's a fragment, they won't allow outside lawyers. Um, yeah, I I would yeah you have a point there. I mean, why risk it? Right. I wouldn't, um, if you're interfiling, I would not risk right now. If you're refiling, I would, I would take the chance. Okay. So better. To you're not taking chance. a chance. You're not taking a chance by refiling. Right. There's right. no chance. I mean, right. Interfiling. Yeah. yeah. You have a point. I mean, if they consider it after one year, what if it backtracks? And when it backtracks though, believe me, it can backtrack and stay there for 10 years. Correct. That's yeah. Nice. And you don't want to take the risk right now. Yeah. Yeah. So she's able to go to college in next one year. So yeah, I, I would, I would, I would stay put in EB3. Okay. Thank you, Raghav. Okay. Appreciate that. I'll take the last two callers, guys. Kishan. Hi, Rahul. Uh, my, uh, actually, I have applied my 485 in Jan. Uh, it's not working actually. My Vita is not working. So I'm sorry, what uh, you, you no, have 485 in Jan and then afterwards Jan 21 and my priority date is current, which is June 2011. June 2011. So mm-hmm. my question is, is it advisable to transfer H1 to a different company at this stage? If I do, then do I need to go through all the steps like labor 140, 485 again? Absolutely not. You you said you filed in Jan of 2000, 2000, uh, 2021, is it right? 
Yes, Rahul. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it, it was downgraded to EB3 and then it got approved and uh, 485 is still pending. You have your I-140 approved. Yes, both. Yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely don't have to do the labor and I-140 again. Whether or not you choose to do the H-1B is an optional thing for you. Correct. No, no. Um, um, actually, is it advisable to transfer my H-1 at this point? Because my the the come my client is asking me to come in a, a full time role so. i would i would do it i don't care i would do it so i you know me to... i'm a very you, you know me i'm a very conservative guy in these things but you're safe it's been more than 180 days that you filed the 485 application mm-hmm. uh, and your i140 is approved so oh uh, yeah if somebody pays you ten thousand dollars move on extra but do you think this uh, 185, 485 is going to move or something like I can get green card sooner? Or will that, it will can. It, it, it definitely can. But if I'm getting a good opportunity, I will not leave. It's not that good, but... <laughs> it's up to you, sir. It, it, it's your judgment call. You know me, I, I made on statements and that even if somebody pays me $200,000, I, I won't move. That's a different scenario and this is a different scenario. So I'll not have in the any, same, any, yeah, so the same 485 any, application. I would mm-hmm. move if I get a better opportunity. That's all I can tell you. You so they don't have to. They don't have to file one forty labor all the time. Absolutely stuff. not. Absolutely not. I'll take the last caller, guys. Thank you, Ram. Mohandas. Mohan. So uh, my uh, PD is uh, April two thousand thirteen, and I have filed for I four eight five in EB three in September twenty twenty one. My EB2 I-140 is approved, uh, but my employer's lawyer, uh, Bal, is not agreeing for refiling in EB2. So uh, they say that interfiling is the best option when it becomes current and refiling could lead to like denial of uh, one or both I-485 applications, uh, which mm-hmm. contradicts what you uh, recommend. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, so can I refile without uh, Supplement J? Using no. an external lawyer, no. and if I get no. RFP, then I can. No, 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 you cannot. You have okay. to have the company company give you the four eight five J supplement. So what will happen if uh, will I get a RFE or uh, will it get? Uh, no, 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 no. I uh, it's illegal to file four eight five without four eight five J supplement. You're going against okay. the company's uh, company's uh, company what the company wants to do. It's completely illegal. Remember the other girl that was there in 2010, she filed. You don't want that to happen five, seven years down the line. Okay. Okay. okay? You don't want that to happen 10 years down the line. No, I okay. will not file. I will not file for you. Okay. And I will uh, recommend you not to file. Okay. So in general, how can I convince the uh, lawyers that refiling is okay? Is there any official so, document from do, USA and Sarayla? TikTok dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can suggest you. Okay. There's okay. nothing official. I mean, absolutely crap saying that you cannot file. We file so many times multiple 485 applications for the same individual. No problem with it. And never had any problem. We had okay. at some point of time filed I-130 485, uh, entrepreneurship visa, the ED5 485, and 485 for the employment based also. Nothing. They they approved one and they denied the rest of the two. So okay. uh, can we g- get some uh, thing from ELA or something uh, like official? No, there is nothing there that prohibits us to do it. 
like there's nothing that prohibits you to do it okay 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 then. thank you thank you guys for coming the next conference call will be tomorrow at 11:30